Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's Storm and Ricardo bringing you the netballing moments that matter. Centre Pass in focus on SENZ. Don't show up. Don't come out. Oh, I was hoping we were going to get some music. I really was hoping we were going to get some music. Have you? You were working on a, a rap or something last I, week. I have been working on a rap. I can't believe I brought that up one minute into the show. I, I had. Um, by the way, if you've just joined us, we're actually talking netball this hour. We've got Storm Purvis in studio. This particular show is called Center Court and Focus. Okay, so close. What? Center Pass. Center Pass. You told me Center Court. Ooh. Center Pass and Focus. There you go. Because if we just made it centre court, we'd only be talking about the centre. And about the game's the so much greater than the midcourt. Exactly. I learned a lot last week <laughs> about the wing attack. Yes, very crucial go- role. What did we learn about the wing attack? Is the wing <laughs> attack different to the teacher. goal attack? Oh, the, the goal attack can shoot, but pretty much is a wing attack. They just okay. can shoot. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah, in Australia you can take the two-pointer. Yeah, they can in their silly little competition. No, it's not. It's a great competition. Hey, it's no, going great... back to the rap tune, yeah, no, it was um, <laughs> Carl Tanana actually gave it to me when we were in Fiji. That's right. So we were talking about, yeah, Carl's a character. Mm. Yeah, I won't say it because people might think that there's some sort of a sexual connotation to it. And there's not at all. It's not actually like it. It's actually just literally relating to, yeah, anyway. I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to get myself into all sorts of trouble. Can't have that And we just want to talk. Natty. Center pass. Yeah. Fantastic. Shall we start with round six? <laughs> Let's start with round six. Round six. Honestly, I can't keep up at the moment because we've um, seen so many games postponed. And so they're having round four games in the middle of round seven. And then they've got a yeah. round two game happening in round eight. So uh, the round that's just Sounds been... Sounds like Moana Pacifica. Oh, yeah, it, it is like that, um, except it's every team in the competition is some way, in some way being affected. But round six, we've just seen, was a normal round, three games played that were supposed to be played in round six, and they all went ahead, so happy days. Uh, but game one on Saturday was the Stars taking on the Tactics down in Christchurch, and it was the first game to have crowds back. Obviously, um, the rules lifted a while ago, so we'd seen crowds at rugby games, but not at netball games because they're all indoors. So it's great to see crowds back, um, but they didn't help the tactics. Stars won that one 63 to 51. Um, now, the Stars are counties Manukau-based. They are, yes. And, and they're a relatively new franchise. Um, yeah, 2017 was their first yeah, year. Yeah. Much needed because such a, I keep saying it, a really big Pacifica community mm-hmm. out there. I always say best athletes in the world. Yeah. Um, Beating the tactic 63-51, often really hard to see a new franchise come in and get up to speed, but clearly they have. Yeah, I mean, that's a bit of a thrashing, really. I played for the Stars for two years, and I was a little bit hesitant about moving across the bridge um, because I was at the Mystics prior to that. You know, like, new franchise, and are they any good? Is it going to be worth it? But I loved my two years there. And my first year, we made the grand final, um, and we lost it by four. So they were a franchise that just, like, really quickly excelled. Um, and they've really nailed their understanding of who they are, where they come from, like the community out there. They get behind it. They go to the Papakura Marae and volunteer. Um, Bruce Pullman Arena, where they play their home games, is always packed out with 
crazy loyal supporters. They call them the Purple Army because the stars wear purple and they've all got chants and it's fantastic. So they're actually playing the tactics again on Wednesday as a makeup game and that'll be the first game back at Bruce Pullman Arena. Um, and if you're around in Auckland, get along to it because it's, it's fantastic. Tiny little stadium. But it's, it packs out and they are loud. C- couple of questions. You said that's a thrashing. What is a thrashing? And what, what, what's considered to be a bit of a beat up in netball? Is it four, five, I six? I reckon any more than ten. Any more I think, than, so you're saying a close game's ten? Yeah, it, it can be because you can score so quickly in netball. And because centre passes alternate, um, if you just make one mistake a quarter, one mistake a quarter can lead to a, oh, I don't know, an, an eight goal loss. Hmm. And all you've done is made one tiny mistake a quarter. So it can blow out quite quickly, but you can get it back quite quickly. So I would never feel safe in a game of netball unless you had at least a 10-goal buffer. How concerned should Netball New Zealand be and netball fans who follow the Silver Ferns be concerned by that result with the Canterbury tactics? I mean, Canterbury historically, right across the board, such a good sporting region, Mm. yet and look, I'll be honest, I don't know how they performed last season, but I remember my time on radio oh, even three or four years ago, and they weren't flash then. Yeah, that, Where is netball in Christchurch at the it's, moment? It's okay. Um, they they have made the grand final twice, so they're coming off two grand final losses, so twice the So they have made. made it the last two years? Yeah, they have. Okay, okay. So they're okay, but they've had the same um, team for those, for what feels like five or six years, which is really important in netball, that you get consistency across your squad. Um and I say this like every week and every time I do an interview, they're just a team that I want to shake, Mark, like because they're so good on paper. And when they do well and they, you know, put seven out on court that are ready to perform, they play really well for 45 minutes. And then there's just little bits throughout the game where so, they just so fall it, away. Is it a coaching issue? I don't think it's a coaching issue. I really, I don't. Every other sport would label that a coaching I issue. I know. I'm hesitant to do that because. I don't know whether they just need a personnel shake-up maybe in the actual team itself on court. I don't know whether some of those players have just been there too long and need to go branch out, play with uh, different combinations, um, try a new team, shake it up a bit. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Marianne Delaney-Hoshik is a fantastic coach. She's been in the tactics for a while. And the fact that she got her team to grand finals two years in a row is impressive. I don't want to say they have underperformed. But they um, this season they are certainly underperforming in my mind. We... We spoke last week about Auckland and that northern flair or that Auckland flair. What style do they play in Christchurch? What style do they play in the south? Um, I would say it's more, um, we talked a bit about the steel style of play last week and they're based in Southland. They play um, the opposite to the Auckland teams where their ball retention is fantastic. They play simple netball really well. They don't do anything flashy, but you can't get the ball off them because they never throw it away. The tactics have a little bit of that whilst also having a little bit of the Auckland flair. Um, they're a team like the Magic, the Waikato Bay Plenty Magic, that I struggle to kind of like identify. And I've talked about this before, like I don't know what their brand of netball is. And so maybe that's something they need to do is sit down and have a look at the past. You know, way back in the days of the old NBC Cup, the Flames were a fantastic franchise for Canterbury Netball. Um, whether, whether there's something they need to do there just to, to reignite a bit of spark in the franchise, I don't know. I don't know. They're certainly not bad. It sounds like I'm really bagging them. Um, they're not bad. I think the fact for this game is both these teams, Stars and Tactics, had been coming off. Like, the Stars hadn't played in three weeks. Um, had only played two games who, that season. Who were the rock stars for the Stars? 
do you know what? Across court, pretty consistent. But yep. um, Anna Harrison, who you know previously Anna Scarlett, she's still playing. She's the still Harrison picking Hoist. around. The Harrison Hoist didn't. I don't think it came out in that game. But you know, she was like diving for balls and throwing them up with her arms like she's playing Beach volleyball. volleyball. Yeah, yeah, on the netball court, it was crazy. She just never stops, never gives up. Um, for someone who's you know approaching forty pretty soon, she played a full sixty minutes of netball and just. Week after week sets the standard for the stars, so she's fantastic. Maya Wilson, who is their captain, down the other end in at goal shoot. Um, she's been a mainstay in the Ferns for a while now and continues. Man, have a grammar old girl, I think. Yeah, Maya Wilson, you're right. there you go. Man, have a grammar old, but I've got to just drop it in occasionally. Do you know what? You'll be so the stars are your team then. They've got they've plenty of mags girls throughout the court. Holly Fowler, um, Ellie Timu down the defensive end. I think it's also a Mags girl, and all those three played in the New Zealand Secondary Schools winning Mags team in what 2012, maybe. Um, so they're your team, Mark. There you go. I yeah, love it. You got to join the Purple Army. You, I mean, I like you, but I'm liking you more and more. There, Storm. <laughs> you're talking. You're talking my game now. Okay, so we had the Stars do a demolition on the Tactics. Let's move on. Yep. So the next game was down in Invercargill. First game back. We talk about the Fortress Stadium, Southland, all the time, and it was well and truly alive on Sunday. Um, the Steel hosted the Mystics, who are our front runners at the moment, top of the table. But the Steel got the win, 64-59. Which is amazing because back in round two, the last time these two teams met and it was in Invercargill, the Mystics won by 20. Now I can safely say that a 20 goal win is a thrashing. And so for the Steel... So how do you turn that around? Well, honestly, the Steel just... I don't know whether it was the Steel that were better or the Mystics just kind of imploded. I don't know what it is about teams who go south playing in Vicargo. <laughs> Honestly, and I played for the Steel for six years and I know what it's like when you're in there and you've got the crowd behind, behind you. It sounds so cliche, but it, it really does lift you. And I think the Steel just weren't prepared. I mean, the Mystics just weren't prepared for that. And the second the going got a bit tough, you know, the Steel never give up. They're known for... Well, there is a danger, isn't there, where you get so used to winning and the moment you put under pressure, and the yep. moment you face a little bit of adversity, you're like, "Oh my god!" You're like, "How do we happening? deal with this?" And, and and it's interesting. So, having been at the Olympic Games last year, I got to do the men's pole vault, and there's a guy, Mondo Duplantis, 22 years of age, world record holder, world champion. The only thing he hadn't won was the Olympics, and just mm. that much better. And you're thinking to yourself, "How do I? How do you give yourself a chance?" And you've got to do something exceptional. You've got to suddenly put him under pressure yeah. because most of his athletic career, he's never been put under pressure. So he's never had to face it. Yeah. Then, then you start to see, but he didn't have a chink in his armour. But that's the thinking that, that sort of runs through your head. Totally. And I, and I just think the Mystics would have gone down there knowing that not that long ago they had played in Invercargill and beaten the Steel by 20. So the second the Steel started putting some heat on, you know, half time, I think the Steel were up by one. The Mystics would be thinking, oh, yeah, this is okay. We'll we'll pull away now. The, you know, the steel will drop down. We'll, we'll pull away in the second half. And it just didn't happen. And I think they had no answer. Is, a netball, is netball a game where you can make adjustments based on the way your opposition is playing? You go down there, you've got a set plan. You look at the way they're playing. Hey, this is the style we're going to play. Is it a game that allows you to sort of evolve and make some changes? It definitely does. And more so, um, not so much with the players that are on court, but the ability to bring on your bench. The really great thing about netball in this country at the moment is that every team has their starting seven, but they also have you know three or four girls on the bench that are just as good at that level, ready to come on and make a difference. So coaches have the luxury of being able to say, "Hey, Grace Nwicky in at goal shoot, um, you know she's not looking frazzled at all. Let's put on our stronger, bigger, bigger-bodied goalkeeper to kind of rattle her under the post a bit." And you can do that. And um, teams have been using their bench extensively this year because of COVID. Protocols, to be honest. So, did the, was the difference coming down to 
goal shooting percentage or was it done at the defensive end? Oh. Um, actually, there, was I there th- a particular player yeah. that took it away? So Kate Burley, who is the steel goalkeeper, had an had an outstanding game. She gives away about twenty centimeters to Grace Mickey, um, but she knows she's come from the Mystics and knows how they played on that attacking end. And I think the the telling point was the fact that the Mystics just had way more turnovers. So their midcourt were making more errors, delivering the ball into the shooting circle. And I think Kate Burley and a goalkeeper had a lot to do with that. Um, she was fantastic. Also have to mention it was uh, Shannon Saunders, who's the Steel captain, 150th match for the Steel that wow. game. Wow. And so she's played for no other club but the Steel, 150 games uh, 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 in front of a home crowd. Is, is that common? I mean, uh, longevity in netball, how many players get to play 100 games? How many games did you play in your career? I hate this topic. 99. No, oh, okay, sorry. 99. No, it just comes up all the time. Do you know what's funny about that? I was supposed Martin to retire. Martin Crow went out for 299. Yeah, Richard Hadley went out for 99. Oh, no. Thank you. Just yeah, keep it coming. No, look, I, COVID ruined my kind of um, retirement. I was supposed to retire on 102. But our season was cut short at that very first kind of COVID lockdown. Um, and they just decided to scrap the season because we weren't in contention of finals. And you so could make a comeback. You look like you still could go and play netball. Look, look Anna Harrison's me. doing it. Look at Harrison. Anna Harrison's doing it. I retired because my knees um, have nothing in them anymore. You've only got to take enough cortisone for one game. I know. Look, I know. And it's nearly happened this season because people keep asking me to because of all the COVID situation. All the COVID, sorry, um, cases. I've been asked like three times already. But look, it's not to be. It's not to be. We're, we're not talking about we're my talking, We're talking to it. We're talking about it at the No, moment. we are. We are. We, <laughs> we, we're, we're talking to one of our coaches a little bit later in the program, aren't we? Yeah, Kitty Wills. She's um, my former coach at the Stars. Um, but they're fine. They don't need any. They oh, don't I'm need gonna, any. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. <laughs> 30 minutes after eight, you're listening to Centre Pass in Focus. We've got um, Storm Purvis in studio. We are talking all things netball. It is 13 and a half minutes after eight. Yes, it is. Centre Pass in Focus, Mark Watson, Storm Purvis with me in studio speaking all things netball. We've got the Northern Stars coach on the programme, Kerry Wills. Evening to you, Kerry. Welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, um, Kerry, we've just been talking um, with Storm. She's played 99 games. She knows. (laughs) And I am desperate. I'm desperate for her to make a comeback. And you guys have been ravaged by COVID, only having played three games. Surely there must be a spot on the bench for her. Mark, he's throwing me under the bus here, kids. That 100th game for Stormy, and I'm hoping it's with us because there's other teams out there too that are a bit ravaged by COVID and things like that too. But... Yeah, it would be great to oh, get Storm out there. No, she, she's in studio in a, in a Northern Stars top. <laughs> I mean, I'm oh, not. I'm, I'm not, she's not wearing a dress. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go. I've got my shoe, my my shoes in the car, strapping tape, ready yep. to go. All oh, right. <laughs> oh gosh, no. Look, I know I, we are keeping that to happen. So um, yeah. Well, just watch the space, eh, Stormy? I don't know, because I don't know. Um, Kitty invited me to a training a few weeks ago, Mark. Oh, look, I said there's a little twinkle in her eye. Look, I think by nine o'clock I'll have her. (laughs) But you said to me, Kiz, I I need you to play two quarters at goalkeep. And and what did you do to me? I think we ended up with three and there was definitely a goal debib handed out and then we went into extra time. Um, no, but really, really appreciated you coming, Stormy. Oh, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was good to be back. And speaking of, welcome back to you guys, finally back on court after a, a pretty decent hiatus there. Uh, how good was it to be playing netball down in Christchurch? Yeah, we were so excited. Um, it was. It's been a long time and I think... 
it's actually made us really appreciate the job that we do by um, having missed out for a few weeks. And I think um, round two, when we hadn't played round one, we were really, really nervy and um, worried about how we were going to play. But this time around, we were just really excited to get out there and we were trying to have some fun, um, but doing the job as well. Yeah, I mean, a, a pretty decent win over the tactics. And I know it seems like a silly question to ask, but were you expecting that level of performance from your girls? Look, I, I've got to say, Stormy, I was pretty confident going into that game. Like, I, you know, I did, um, Smithy and I sometimes discuss the score before the game, and I was putting us at 15 um, ahead of them. Look, they've been hit hard by COVID as much as we have, and I knew that we had more of ours back, and I, I just felt that those girls that had come back in my group were pretty ready to go, um, and it was just a matter of how much and how long I could play them out there. So um, I'm, I think the thing for me is I'm really confident in the entire squad of 10. I think in terms of that group, as long as we've got most of them together, we're going to be stronger than... Some of the other benches were a little bit deeper. So, yeah, I felt like we, we actually needed to take that game. So any points help. Uh, Kerry, I've been talking to Storm about the different styles predominantly between, say, the Auckland sides and what we see down in the South Island. When you go and play a team like, um, uh, like the Canterbury Tactics, do you have to do you adjust your, the way you play based on the style they play? Or do you just go down there and play your way and, and hey, you guys, yeah. you guys make the adjustments based on what we're doing? Yeah, I think in, um, in a normal season, you would, you'd have a wider repertoire of um, structures to go to. But because we've been so disruptive, for instance, uh, disruptive, for instance, today was the first time since we contracted everyone in November that we've actually had everyone available for the entire training. Um, we've only had three entire trainings together, so that really limits how much structure and tactics you can do. So I think for me this year, um, we've narrowed that down a bit and we just want to do a few things really, really well. I think where the adjustments come in is um, how we play those things. So Tactics haven't really changed their tactics in the last four years, to be honest. I think that um, shooting end is playing the same as they did three years ago. So we know what they're going to give us. It's just how well we play against it and what we do um, in terms of our skill set. So, yeah, um, tactics-wise, not a lot. It's just really little adjustments to um, get around them. What about your own evolution then? You said that you see the tactics shooting the same way they have over the last four years. What about your own style? How, how do you continue to evolve? Is it based on the type of player or does that just require you as coaches coming up with something different? I think it's, um, it depends on, on your players because you can't evolve a tactic if the players don't have the skill set. I think where we're lucky is that, um, say for example, the shooting circle, Maya's a very, very strong holder, but in her time, with us, she's just got fitter and fitter and faster and quicker and more agile. So that allows us to play um, with a lot more movement and pace in that shooting circle than perhaps other teams can. Um, and she's at the stage in her career where she's ready for change. I think it just depends on the athlete and where they're at. 
So I think we're able to do that. And then down in the defensive end, I've got some very smart players. So Ali Timu, she used to be a shooter. So she actually um, has a really good intuitive feel of what the shooters are going to do even before they think about it. So she's often in the space early and that's how she picks up a lot of balls. So, yeah, it is player dependent, and I think we have evolved our shooting circle quite a bit because that's been the most stable part of my roster. Um, and then in the midcourt, having Gina in our group has been really good for evolving players like Mila Rialu Buchanan and um, Lisa Mesa. She, um, she plays a lot with her players and rubbing off and setting things up for each other, which has grown their game. Yeah, absolutely. And you just named quite a few players there, Kiz, just to reiterate that you do have such a strong bench, which you are going to need because you've got the Tactics again tomorrow, Mystics on Sunday, Pulse next Wednesday and Sunday again. Four games in 11 days. Is that freaking you out a little bit? Um, I think prior to Tactics this week it was because I wasn't sure. You know, like you have faith in your group and you see them at training. But stepping up into the arena can be quite a challenge. And I was really pleased with how um, Amorangi stepped up this weekend and took that goal attack start position. So I think after the tactics game, I've got a little bit more comfort in terms of making those changes. And um, I drive Holly Fowler home because she lives like 50 metres up the road from me. And she, she was just saying on the way home, it's so great how we can just make so many changes and it's seamless and everybody just knows exactly what their job is and, and can do it and can contribute. So, um, yeah, after that game this weekend, I'm feeling a lot more confident in terms of um, taking players off to rest them, rotating them out if they look like they need a rest. Um, if there are niggles, we've got other people to go into the spot. So, yeah, feeling really good about the next couple of weeks. Hoping um, that COVID stays away. I've had nine out of the ten now have had it. So I've only got one more player in the team to sort of get their first hit. So I'm feeling okay about that. I'm just hoping that she can manage to keep away from it. You mentioned that you're having confidence to go to your bench. How long into a game do you sort of get a sense whether a player's on or off? I mean, we all have bad days. We have bad days in broadcasting. We all have bad days as athletes. We have great days too. But how long do you how long until a game before you, you get a sense and then how how long do you give them before you maybe make that change yeah I've been really criticized especially in 2021 for leaving people out there for too long um and you know and I reflected on last year and some of the changes that I potentially could have made earlier I think for me it's about the flow of the game and it's really about body language and how they're looking like sometimes so, for example, defenders, if the ball is going over their head time and time again, they sometimes look a little bit defeated and you can see the shoulders slump and the eyes go down. And I think some, if, if we can't rally them from the sideline and help them to get through that or they can't change what they're doing themselves, then I'd definitely um, put that in. So it's kind of reactive. Um, but then you can plan, plan a lot of changes. So... If I plan to make a couple of changes at half-time to rest people or, for example, with the COVID, um, I was told that certain players had certain minutes. Instead of making two changes at the same time and disrupting things, I might put one in and give them five minutes to settle and then put the other one in after that combo settled. So um, 
some of it's planned and some of it's reactive. And I think I'm hoping that with this team it can be a little bit more planned and tactical and add impact rather than throwing someone out there in the hope that they save the team. Just on, um, which is hard. <laughs> yeah, we all hated that feeling. Just on some of those um, changes, kids, because and with the uh, COVID protocols, can you talk us um, through a bit, like what those protocols are? Is it a blanket rule across the league? Because I'm just trying to figure out, like, seeing some players play more than others. Who no. I know are recovering. Like, know. How does it work? So it, it really depends on the players' symptoms when they had COVID and then how they track through the stage process. So there's a five-stage process, and um, it's from zero to five. Zero to four is really medically driven, so um, the decisions don't come from the physio and the SNC and the coach um, like they normally would from, from a health and um, injury perspective. There's, a, there's almost like a point where it gets handed over to us and, and we take over for... COVID, that happens quite late. They have to get medically cleared at each stage, um, and that depends on symptoms. It depends a lot on, so at each stage they can do a little bit more, and so then the next stage is based on how well they coped with that. So if they were feeling very tired and they had a lot of fatigue, um, then they don't get to progress. Those stages have minimum periods, so... um, for example, we've had players who were asymptomatic and they spent the minimum time in each period. And I think for us, it sounds like we've been a lot luckier in terms of how COVID has hit some of our players. I've only really had one who's, um, no, two, sorry. I had one that had to have an ECG and another one who was really chesty and took a little bit longer than the others. Then when it gets to stage five, Stormy, it's all about loading, which you would remember from your days with us. It's about how much training you did in that period that you were off and therefore how much we can play you without entering a zone where we potentially could injure you, not through COVID, but through the lack of um, loading through your limbs. Yeah, a lot to so consider. So it's been pretty <laughs> light. <laughs> hey, hey um, yeah. Kerry, part of my um, brand as a radio host, is bringing up my old school Mount Albert grammar. Now, you've got a huge amount of Mount Albert grammar old girls. Are you aware of that? Are you aware of the might of Mount Albert grammar? I am so aware of the might of Mount Albert oh, grammar. I like, I like you a lot, Kerry Wills. I like you a lot. Just today, Maya was telling everybody that she was in the athletics 4x100m uh, relay team for the zones. And then Holly Fowler bumped her out for the Auckland Secondary Schools champs, and she wasn't very happy about that. And we were all just having a big giggle about that because 100 metre sprint, Maya, <laughs> yeah, probably wouldn't have been wouldn't have been my first pick in the group. But yeah, apparently pretty fast. She but can Holly cover a lot of ground. I'll give her that. And you were saying yeah. Ellie Timu also out of Megs? Yeah, Ellie was in Megs girl, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so she. So it's interesting because she's a little bit younger than Holly and Maya, but that Holly and um, Ellie did play in the circle together at Mount Albert Grammar when Ellie was a baby. I think she must have been year nine or ten. Yeah. <laughs> so the connection is strong. Oh, I'm getting emotional, yeah, Kerry. I'm getting emotional. Corner. I'm tearing up. Oh, well, you've got Ericana Peterson as oh, well. Oh, you know, stop it. Stop it. So well, Oh, put, the, put some love songs on. Put some love songs to Midnight on, please. Come on. <laughs> I know, and then we had Jamie Lee Price jump ship, didn't we? Yeah. Yes, and that was on my watch, actually. I was pretty sad about that. Well, that was when I was New Zealand under 21. That's coach. right. 
Um, yeah, that was really, it was actually a really tough decision for her um, because her heart was with her teammates who she'd grown up with and played a lot of netball with. But that girl bleeds green and gold, uh, green and gold as we've seen. Um, so, yeah, she... She was hoping that she could go and play for the Giants and still have the option to play for New Zealand. But, um, yeah, the international rules, She basically by going to Aussie, she, she was choosing. Hey, hey so, Kerry, Kerry, this, go, this goes out to you. This goes out to you. Bit of Michael <laughs> Bolton. Because <laughs> you run netball at St Carl's, don't you? Golly gosh. What's that, sorry? You're St. Carth's, aren't you? You're going to break Mark's I heart now. <laughs> Never heard of them. I am going to break your heart, Mark. Well, salute Tony Fitzpatrick. She's a good um, St. Carth's girl. Um, Never, Never heard Teresa of them. Was a very good, Teresa was a very good people player herself. But Well, hey, look, I'm, I'm giving you Michael Bolton or I could sing the school song. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, Michael Bolton's enough. Okay, enough Kerry, lovely to have enough. you. We're going to go out to the break. with Lovely having you on the show. All the very best for your upcoming games. Thank you for taking the time. This is dedicated to you, Kerry Wills. <laughs> Thanks, Kerry. <laughs> Hang Thanks, up now. Kerry. Have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Sing it, people. Oh, You're taking your wives by the hand now, aren't you? All you people out there that don't think you're a hopeless romantics. It is 8.30pm, I suppose it's fitting. Breaking news story, Storm Purvis does not know who Michael Bolton is. Uh, How do you not know who Michael Bolton is? I mean, I do, but I don't really. I don't, uh, yeah. Have we got rid of the Dua Lipa? Is is Dua Lipa gone? The what? (laughs) The what? The previous song that used to play as the bed into this show was by a singer called Dua Lipa. I know who Dua Lipa is. Oh, well, do you? No, <laughs> I don't know who Dua Lipa is. You need to bring up some Dua Lipa so I can uh, see if I know it. Anyway, no, we had worry. another game last night. Um, no, we did. Netball, Pulse yes, up right. against the Magic. The Pulse doing a demolition on the Magic. How often do the Magic get beaten up that badly? Oh, at the moment, quite a lot, Mark. So uh, last season, uh, the Magic won the very first game of the season. It was great. And then they went on to lose every single game there on out. And then at the beginning of this season, they won against the Mystics. And we were like, yes, the Magic are back. This is great. And they have since lost every single game since then. Why? Oh, look, re- recruitment wasn't great for them in the off-season. Um, they didn't sign a wing attack, and as you now know, wing attack is a very crucial position. It's first 5'8". Yeah, exactly. It's a quarterback. Exactly. So um, they're still struggling with no wing attack, and um, they've been hit by COVID as well, and there's just apparently no wing attacks in the country that are free and available to play, so they're playing people out of position. I do not play wing attack. I'm six foot two. <laughs> Strictly a goalkeeper. You know, but they've tried, like, Hayley Saunders. They've brought her back. She retired even before I did, and she was a wing defence. So they're trying all sorts of things, and it's just not really working for them at to the moment. To be a goalkeeper, do you have to have a little bit of mongrel? Uh, yeah. See, I don't sense that with you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not, I did on the netball court, but not really anywhere else. No. Yeah. And do you know what? When I was growing up playing in Auckland, and I used to make Auckland rep teams, that was the one thing that coaches always used to say to me. You need to get angrier. You need to get tougher. Because I was this little white and when was the changing point? When was, the, when, was the, when was the changing point? I guess when I realised that I was like kind of good and I like really liked winning, I reckon. 
I don't know. And then what, the elbows got a little bit higher, the did they? elbows got a little bit sharper and a little bit higher. Interesting. Um, I just loved winning. So that's when it would come out. But yeah, I'm, not, I'm definitely not an aggressive person. But anyway, we're not, we're not talking about me. We're talking about the pulse demolition of the Magic. Kelly Jury, again, outstanding pulse captain, um, goalkeeper. She was MVP again. I think she's got MVP in like every single pulse game. And so, so I know we're really in the season and it's been very disrupted. Mm. How good are the pulse? They're, are they are they are they the team to beat? No, I would still say, even though the Mystics just lost to the Steel, I would still say they're the team to beat. I did have Mystics Pulse as a final, but I forgot that we hadn't seen the Stars in like three weeks, and they were fantastic against the Tactics. So I'm Pulse Mystics Stars for me are the three at the top. So you know Pulse weren't even though they you know trounced the Magic, they still weren't great either the other night. So they've got some work to do as well. Yeah. Early days. Now we're gonna have our team of the week. Yes. It's not going to have too many Canterbury Tactics players in it. It's not going to have too many uh, Magic players in it, is it? There is one Magic player, but no Tactics players. <laughs> I'm not very nice to the Tactics. I don't know. Karen Berger. Well, let's be honest. Let's be there, honest. We're living up here in Auckland. The Cantabrians have never been nice to Aucklanders. They haven't. Oh, I, I, they haven't. I'm a classic one-eyed Crusaders born and bred Canterbury fan. Are you? I am, but I've never followed Canterbury netball, weirdly. How, how did you become a Crusaders fan? I was born in Christchurch, so my memories of going to Jade Stadium and, you know, Mertz and Reuben Thorne and all those But Reuben Thorne's still missing in action. <laughs> they still haven't found him at the bottom of an all-black rack. They've had to send the SAS, and that's an Aucklander who loved Carlos Spencer. Anyway, we're having a bit of banter here. Anyway. Got to be careful. I'm going to get myself into trouble. I love Canterbury. I love Christchurch. <laughs> Do you know what? I've seen Jack this. Goodyear, man, but grammar old boy, playing for the Crusaders. He'll be back soon. He will. Fantastic. Mags, through and through. Yep. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, team of the week. Right, goal shoot, George Fisher. I think she was in it last week. I don't know. Ben's checking, maybe. Anyway, uh, she is uh, the English import down at the Steel, and week after week, she's just amazing. She shot at 92%. She was really cool, like basketball Jordans with, like, rainbow print on the sole. It's great. I love it. She brings so much to the game, um, especially down in the Steel, where they play pretty, not boring, conservatively. but, you know. Conservatively. Thank you. Thank you. Where's my thesaurus? Uh, on to <laughs> goal attack, Jamie Hume from the Stars. Welcome back, Jamie Hume. She was slotting them from all over the court. Um, and she didn't start that match, but came on and just made a real difference for them. Love watching her play. Shannon Saunders, my wing attack, 150th match for the Steel. Um yeah, just an outstanding person and player and really is the epitome of the steel brand down there. And she's also my captain of the week. Well done, Shani. And to centre, it's Mila Ruelu Buchanan from the Stars, who we're going to talk to a little bit later in the show as well, so that'll be fun. But um, she's like a little pocket rocket live wire. She is um, just fantastic to watch, and I think she was outstanding. At centre. Wing defence, it is Sammy Winders from the Magic, and I know you're probably thinking, how did a Magic player get in there considering? Yeah, but she really stood up for her side. Um, She got like four very crucial intercepts in at wing defence, and wingdies don't often get the glory ball. They're the ones kind of working hard to make the people at the back look good. So she's really putting her body on the line, and week after week, she leads um, tremendously. And I really feel for her. I really just want the Magic to do well just for Sammy. So she's my wing D. Goal defence is Kate Burley from the Steel. Um, again, I talked about her 20 centimetre... <laughs> Sorry. 20 centimetre go- uh, height difference between Grace and Wicky, but still managed to get many an intercept. Um, I don't know what she's got in her shoes, but whatever it is, I want them because she can jump so freaking high. And goal keep. Who is it? Who is it? It's Kelly Jerry. 
Kelly, I love you. I think it's been literally every week that Kelly Drew from the Pulse has been my goalkeeper. She's not my captain this week, though. Hey, Dan Carter was picked week in, week out in Super Rugby side. You're allowed to have legends. Exactly. You're allowed to have rock stars. You're allowed to have brand athletes. And she is clearly a brand athlete in your eyes. This season, I just, I don't know what it is. She's been playing in this league for years, and I've just never seen her play like this. It's it's fantastic, and I'm loving watching her play. 16 minutes away from 9 o'clock. I better just check I've got the name right. Centre pass, Storm. Purvis with us in studio. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and talk to... Mila Ruelu Buchanan. Pleased you said that. Yes, it is centre pass, and Mark Watto's just run to the bathroom. So I'm taking charge at the moment, which uh, which is fantastic because I get to introduce one of my favourite people in all the land, a fantastic netballer and a great person, Mila Ruelu Buchanan from the Stars. G'day, Mila. Hi, Stormy. How are you going? Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. No, for... good. I'm. You can continue. Tell me, how are you, Mila? Oh, no, I'm just saying, um, I'm just at Gina's. She made us a very nice pasta before game day tomorrow. I forget that you have game day tomorrow because, of course, we just saw you play. You were welcome back to the court on Saturday. Fantastic win against the Tactics. And now you have to do it all again tomorrow. Um, how weird is that, playing a team again so quickly? I know, it's definitely weird, and I think for me, because I missed the SEAL game, my first game was against the Tactics, so literally my first three games back in ANZ will all be against the Tactics, so um, yeah, it'll be good for me though, Um, obviously I'll have a little idea on on what they're like, so looking forward to um, off for tomorrow. Are you not finding it a bit boring by now? Um, just a little bit, but um, it'll be nice to have Kimmy back in the tactics, you know, just to change things up because she was obviously missed in that second game. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess once we're once we play them, that's them for the rest of the season, so we can just focus on all the other teams, I guess. Yeah, we did. On the bright side. We did talk to Gina a little earlier in the day on the drive show, and about um, I asked her about the tactics game and whether you're expecting much of the same, forgetting that Kimi Otopoi was obviously not there on Saturday. Um, so you are going to have to come up against her tomorrow. How much of a difference does she actually make? Yeah, look, I obviously rate Kim, and, um, you know, she brings a lot of speed, a lot of leadership onto that court, and so I think for me, she'll be testing my lungs as well. Um, but... You know, it's always a good challenge up against her. You know, she's one of my best buds. So I'm um, um, love to have a good little um, tussle right there on the court. But yeah, you, she was definitely missed on the tactics, but it would be good to have him at the full strength. So, um, and after our full strength as well. So we'll see. It'll be a good challenge out there tomorrow night. These, these um, three or so weeks that you have had off, what have you guys been doing? Like while everyone else has been playing and, and training as usual, mm-hmm. what, what has those weeks, what have those weeks actually looked like? Yeah, well, I think for us, we've just obviously been training um, and it's been, you know, it's been challenging for us and obviously a little bit disheartening when, when a few of our games have been cancelled. Um, however, we've had girls, you know, who've had COVID, including myself. Um, so our return to play plans sort of looked a bit different. But I guess with with how the season's planned out for us, it's almost worked to our advantage because um, we haven't had many girls have to miss out have had to miss out of the games because um, we've been able to sort of have everyone back after their confidence. So um, obviously, yeah, I mean, the challenging thing now for us is that we'll have to make up for those games. So it's pretty intense for the next uh, eight weeks. We'll have lots of back-to-back games. So um, good opportunity to use everyone on court um, and our team, obviously. You have have got 
four games in 11 days, I think it is. Will you guys train in between those games or you just have to save it all for, for the actual game day? Well, funny, we actually train today. So we don't, we've never, for as long as I've played for the Stars, I don't think I've ever trained the day before a game. So um, definitely testing my body, eh? Like I'm, I'm questioning myself. I'm like, okay, am I getting old? I'm not getting old, but my body's feeling a little bit, you know, challenged. Um, but no, it was good to just run a few lines and sort of dust off the cobwebs after that and dust off all the all the bunny ears of the chocolate bunny ears that everyone's been <laughs> over the last couple of days. Um, but nice to just sort of be together again and, and regroup and, and sort of, you know, come up with all of our focuses for tomorrow's match. You've probably had lots of time to watch the rest of the games, probably in a bit of spite, hoping that you could get out there. But who who are you keeping your eye on at the moment and which teams are you kind of predict, uh, um, expecting to be there at the end? Yeah, well, obviously, um, as long as we, you know, do what we say we're going to do and we, we play consistently, I'm hoping that we'll be there at the end. I'm sh- and I know we have the team to be there at the end. Um, and I'm look. I think that um, it'll be a battle of the bridges, um, and by bridges I mean the Mystics. So, you know, obviously with Grace and Wicky at the back, it's always um, sort of hard to stop her and, and those speeds. So I think for us it'll be um, we take on the Mystics on Sunday. So it'll be a good challenge for us to sort of try to stop the ball entering Grace before that ball gets released um, into her. So we've obviously got to grind and work work extremely hard outside. Um, so I. I I'm putting my money on that, Stormy. Us in the Mystics. Mila, Mark Watson here. Um, Quick question. Um, Storm, 99 domestic first-class games. Desperately for that 100. Would you like to see her in the backcourt? Would you like to have her in your team? 100%. Stormy's probably our number one who we would pick up in a heartbeat. Um, I'm sure we'd all love to have her. We don't need anyone. Would you believe me if I told you she was sitting here tonight... In a star's dress? <laughs> look, that, I would not put it past for me. That girl was star's hardcore, so um, look, I wouldn't be surprised. That, honestly, no, no, no. She, 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 she is gangster core when it comes to the stars. <laughs> now, look, we've got about two minutes, and I have to do this little bit with you. Now, hopefully you've been sent this information. What was the last song you played on from Spotify? Yeah, it was Can We Talk by Tim Campbell. Love my old school R&B. Cool. Brilliant. Surely you know, can we talk, Mark? No. Oh, sorry, Mark. Oh, Mark. Me? I'm going to say he doesn't Hey, do you know who Michael Bolton is? No. Oh, oh, terrible. Thank you, I'm really, really old. Okay, um, where do you go for comfort food? Honestly, for me, it's anywhere that has a a yum, creamy cabanara. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have a saying, you don't put two-stroke in a Ferrari, but I think the Cabanara doesn't really fall into that definition. Nice choice. Um, right, <laughs> favourite other sport? Um, I'm a touch girl, eh? If I didn't play netball and touch was a professional sport, I'd be playing touch all day. Love yep. it, you'd be good too. Yep, yep, no, nah, I like that. Good, fast game. Uh, right, favourite all-time movie? Um, Jennifer Lopez, she is my gal. So um, that's a bit. That's a bit sort of like. Is that a chick flick? It's not a great movie. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, it's not the greatest movie, but I, I just I think she's so hot. So, I t- but I tell you great. what, that with Michael Bolton, brilliant. Um, <laughs> right, the most famous person you've ever met. Um, other than John Purvis, probably Gina Crampton. 
There you She's go. She's sitting right next to you. Come on. She paid you to say that. <laughs> she did, yeah. All right. Yeah, well, I'm going to let you close the show here, Storm. Mina, yeah. lovely to have you on the program. You're a champion. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate that. Oh, isn't she great? We had great talent today, didn't we? Fantastic we show. We thank did. you for joining me, Mark. You're not back next week. No, not at the moment I'm not. Okay. No, no. Right. A few well, weekend shows. No, me. I've got to say, you've been thoroughly enjoyable, and I genuinely and sincerely appreciate you upskilling me on netball. Fantastic. I've got Love a daughter who's chat. about to get into that space, so great. really nice. Okay, that's us.